everyone, welcome back, episode 33, and um, how's everybody doing? Hope you had a good week, hopefully you got a good weekend coming up, I know my weekend's finna be lit, finna do some things, got some secret plans, super secret, super cool things in the works, and uh, it's gonna be dope, I hope, bars. Uh, no Duncan this week. Usually start this off talking about Duncan, but oh, excuse me. I'm trying to cut back on bread because I'm fat. Um, this week I'm real. I think I'm just like the. I think the title is gonna speak for itself. I'm really just gonna talk my shit. That's what I'm gonna do this week. I'm gonna just talk my shit. I had somewhat of like an epiphany uh, while I was on the phone with one of my friends. Uh, shout out my homie Cade. I talked to him, and he was telling me I kind of just need to like kind of go all in. I feel like sometimes. I tried too hard, and it ends up feeling a little bit uh, contrived, I guess. Like, I spend all week thinking about these things that I lose, like, the authenticity of what I really want to say. Uh, so this might be this might become a, this might become a multi-part series, you know? I might cover some topics, and I might just have Talk My Shit Part 2. But today, I'm just going to talk my shit, bro, which is what I've been good at my entire life. And sometimes I think I try to play too much into, like, the future of, like, what are people going to think of if they hear this a year from now? Well, if you're one of those people, fuck you. That's how I feel. I'm just kidding. But in all honesty, this week I wanted to try something different and really just go off the top of the dome, some shit I've been thinking about, things I want to address, and just go for it. And the reason I'm not at Dunkin' this morning is a thing I failed to address probably since I was, like... 16 bro I've been somewhat like overweight I don't think I've been in shape since I was like a sophomore in high school because I went to my cousin's house um for those of you who don't know I used to go visit my dad every year in high school he lived in Vegas uh and then my dad who's kind of a uh kind of a douche uh would send me off to my stepmom's sister's house so like my aunt air quotes my aunt uh my tia uh, cause they were, uh, Mexican and they lived in San Diego. They would take me to Tijuana and, uh, all these kind of cool shits, uh, really good experiences. But at the time, like my mom was pissed, like, what the fuck are you just sending him to somebody? I don't even know's house to live there. And, uh, yeah, my cousins were smoking weed and then, uh, I was a real picky eater. So like a lot of the, you know, Mexican food they ate, I didn't participate in, but what did I participate in? Quesadillas, bro. I would eat quesadillas like every fucking day there like maybe twice to three times a day and I got a little chunky bro and then ever since then I've just been above the I've always been a little pudgy a little fat and uh, when I first moved to Chicago when I was like 19 I was like somewhat in shape again if I really would have hit the hit the fucking hit the gym you know Dave might be uh I might be looking good right now but I didn't and then when I moved down here to Florida, bruh, I had money and I had fucking food again. So I'm, I'm bigger than I've ever been in my entire life. And last weekend, I had a few beers and I woke up the next morning. And I this is so weird how like things like this happen. Like I look at myself in the mirror every day. When I get out the shower, there's a mirror right there. I can see what I look like, you know. But last week, man, I woke up, went to get in the shower and looked in the mirror, and I just saw a giant fatso in the mirror. Just a fat man that I had no idea who it was. 
And I was like, fuck. That's what I look like? That's what I look like? And I've been knowing this has been happening for a while. I, I will say, honestly, I wear about the same six shirts every day throughout the week. And I would venture to say 95% of my closet is unwearable. And I have some really nice shit. I have really nice shirts that have not been worn since I lived in Chicago. That is almost four years. And it's unacceptable. And to anybody out there being like, oh, you're fat shaming. I'm fat shaming myself, motherfucker. I'll fat shame myself all I want because I think it works, bro. If you are tired of being fat, accepting that you're fat, that doesn't fix the problem. That just makes you okay with being fat, okay? You shouldn't be okay with being fat. Everybody should try to be healthy. Everybody should try to be in shape. Now, are you going to look like Chris Hemsworth? No. Are you going to look like Ryan Reynolds? No. Are you going to look any more attractive than your genetics will allow you to? No. But guess what? You won't be fat and you won't have heart disease and diabetes and... Dude, like, I can't even bend over and tie my shoes if I sit at a certain angle because my fucking stomach, my fucking beer belly is so big that I feel like an old man. I feel like a divorced dad who had to move into a new house and buy a dog because his marriage fell apart while I'm tying my shoes sometimes. And I'm 24. That's not a good look, bro. That's not good. So, yeah, I'm cutting out bread. This weekend, I'm going to go try to buy some dumbbells, some kettlebells. Uh, maybe a jump rope, you know, get some calisthenics going. Now, here's my big issue. I don't like going to the gym. And I don't mean the gym itself. If I had a private gym, I'd probably go every day. But man, I've I've probably tried to go to like a Planet Fitness or a, an Anytime Fitness or even an LA Fitness. I've tried at all kinds of gyms, big gyms, small gyms, gyms you can go to in the middle of the night. It never really works for me. Because if there's more than if there's more than three people in the gym and two of those people are in really good shape, I am self-conscious, I'm paranoid, I'm anxious, and I don't like it. And I spend most of the time thinking they think I'm a fat fuck. They think I'm a fat, unathletic, out of shape loser, which I am, and it just ruins it. I can't. I that's the only thing I can focus on. I also don't have anyone to go with, to go with to the gym. So it's kind of like, it's not like any, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what machines to use. I don't know how uh, to effectively um, move up in weight, I guess. Like, I don't know how much to start with, how much to end with, how many reps to do. Um, The last time I worked out was like high school when I played football. Um, And then some stupid shit happened with the coach. I got like accused of like smoking weed in the locker room or some shit. It was it was a very Dave situation. My friends would say like only that shit would happen to me, and they like tried to put me on the suspension. I was like, well, like you don't even like you know that's not true, and you're just going along with this shit, and you're not giving me any benefit of the doubt. I like no, I I, ref, I refuse your suspension. I was like, well, if you refuse the suspension, you can't play. I was like, all right, let me think about it. And then all I did was go get my playbook and shit, and I wrapped it up in my jersey. It was such like a, it was such a cool moment when I was sixteen. I it was like really like something out of the movies for me. Like I thought this was gangster, bro. I took like, cause like I guess like, and my high school football program sucked dick. Uh, sorry to anyone who played that listens to this. We were awful. You know we sucked. We're fucking terrible. We never won shit. We had one good player on our team. Everybody knows it. But what I did was, 
is I took the playbook and like some other things and I wrapped them up in my jersey and we had we, we had to wear them for like a pep rally or something but they wanted them back at the end of the day and when I did it I wrapped up all my shit and I gave him my jersey with all my shit in it and he was like what's this and I was like that's my resignation like I didn't say this but I was like this is my resign like I quit that's all my shit I'm cleaning out my locker type shit and I felt so justified and uh Maybe it was a mistake. Sometimes I look back, like, would I love to play football a little bit longer? Maybe, but, like, we sucked. And, like, I, I played wide receiver, air quotes, because we never threw the ball. We didn't do shit but run three running plays. Like, anybody who knew us knew we had two good... We had one good player who could do everything, and then we had a decent running back. And, listen, my best friend in the whole world uh, growing up was the quarterback. So... There's no diss to him. I'm sure he could throw it. He just wasn't allowed to. They didn't call those plays. We ran the ball for like three yards and they were like if we could do that enough times we get to the end zone problem is after you play like one or two teams they just go hey these guys just run the ball so if you can stop that guy and then this other guy that's pretty much their whole offense and that would happen day in and day out it was awful um yeah crazy times but yeah that's the last time i was like athletic that's the last time i ever worked out and focused on my on my physical fitness you know also, when I lived in Chicago and I first moved up there, I would call this girl on the phone and I would just skate like all around my brother's neighborhood. Um, and it was really big and it had a nice blacktop and uh, the streets were like perfect for skating. Like uh, most of the neighborhood sat on like a hill, but it, it was like a good hill to go down, but it wasn't impossible to get back up. But you could also just go down and then all the way around and then it would even out on the other side uh so I would just skate for like man like I would get off work and basically I would skate till it got dark so like two three hours every night I would just go skate and then uh come back home and uh yeah I've talked a lot about Chicago uh or a fair bit amount on here and how I kind of that's a big point in my life where if you gave me a do-over but man, I, I try to always subscribe to the fact of, like, if I could go back, I wouldn't change a thing. Because if I changed it, I wouldn't be who I was now. And I know that's not always a good thing, or it's not always a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing either. And I'm a big everything happens for a reason kind of guy. But um, living in Chicago is definitely, like, a, that's one of the things where I'm like, that is... If you gave me a do-over button, that would be the part of my life where I, like, maybe make better choices. High school is like give or take because I think when you're in high school, you're supposed to be a fucking idiot, you know? I think you're just supposed to fuck up and not take anything real serious. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sure a lot of successful people took high school pretty serious, but um, my high school fucking sucked, bro. There was like, there was no light at the end of the tunnel at my high school. The light was like graduating and leaving. Uh, so it's hard to take my high school. Maybe if I went to a different high school, I would have taken it serious, but... When I really think about it, Chicago is, like, uh, where I probably would have, like, worked out more and took advantage of, like, more things at my disposal or maybe took certain jobs or opportunities a little seriously or, um, but at the same time, I was a young kid and I got thrown into a lot of situations I had no experience of and, um, if anything, Chicago prepared me for, like, I will look back on days and months and years of living in Chicago as, like, fuel for like years to come like probably for the rest of my life like because it's such a big regret or uh wasted opportunity of my life 
um, that when I like come into situations, I refer back to like how bad it went or how I didn't jump at something or I didn't, uh, upkeep, uh, so to speak, certain things I had going for me. So yeah, that was a weird rant about like fitness in Chicago, but fuck it. I'm talking my shit, bro. And here's something I wanted to talk my shit about is memes. Okay. And it's not what you think. I, I like memes. Uh, even some memes I don't like, I still like that they're made, right? So I was watching Philip DeFranco. Shout out Philly D on YouTube. Now, love him or hate him. I, do, I know some people I've been like, do you like Philly D? And they're like, I can't stand him. And I'm like, that's weird. He's a pretty nice guy. He's somewhat unbiased. Even if he is biased, he... It, it, it's another thing. Everybody's biased. You just just admit your bias. Don't just say oh, I'm trying to be unbiased. Just admit your bias to certain things, and that's that. I'm super biased on a lot of things, and I try to be objective, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, but anyways, I was watching Philly D because I like watching his videos, um, and I think that he, uh, I think he frames things really well and has decent takes, uh, even though I don't agree with all of them. But um, he's talking about all these people online, talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I guess people are mad about the memes and how much like entertainment has come out of this, you know, domestic abuse trial. Listen, if you're one of these people, right, or you know somebody like this, here's what here's what you got to ask them. These are two public figures, right? They're both entertainers. They're both superstar celebrities. Listen, I had to actually go look up what Amber Heard has been in. And I think the two things I've ever seen her in without knowing it, she's like the high school chick in Pineapple Express. And then um, she's the zombie chick from Zombieland at the beginning that gets fucking slapped across the mouthpiece with a toilet seat or a toilet. Not the toilet seat. It's like the cover for the back of the toilet with all the water. And Jesse Eisenberg slaps the fuck out of her and breaks her neck. Those are Amber Heard's biggest roles that I know of. Uh, those are the two things I was like, oh, I've seen both of those and I remember her in that. But I didn't even know that was her. So, I'll just be honest. I don't know... I don't know how this chick is famous. Uh, I guess the first Aquaman, but like, who the fuck watched that movie, you know? Who the fuck watched Aquaman? I just want to point that out. Who the fuck is buying those tickets? Who's hyped for Aquaman too? Ooh, Jason Momoa, cool. Fucking Aquaman, dude. That shit is boring. I'm a huge DC guy, too. Boring. Boring. Um, but I guess a lot of people are pissed off, saying that, like, if you find this funny, if you laugh at these memes, you're laughing at all, victim, all victims of sexual and domestic abuse. I don't think so. I think we're laughing at the fact that Amber Heard took a poop on someone's pillow and then texted her friends about it. And then, like, come on, if anybody in the world had to go up on a stand in front of a court, and then it was being televised, and they had to be like, hey, um, did you poop? You take a, did you defecate on this man's pillow? And then talk about it in a group chat? And you have to go, uh, yes, I did, or you get caught up for perjury in court? That'd be fucking hilarious, and... I don't think that that is me laughing at domestic abuse. I think that's me laughing at someone fucking having to admit to that or go to jail for lying. It's like the biggest rock in a hard place you could be in. Uh, especially for like the stigma of like women don't poop. You know, it's it's weird to talk about women taking a poop. So when you have to admit that and admit that you did it on someone's pillow, kind of funny. It's kind of funny, you know? 
But um, here's my thing, right? The first time I had this thought of like, are, are memes too much? Is laughing at a meme, laughing at the subject matter? Is laughing at that joke, this me? And I only really mean it in terms of memes, because like I've always thought jokes were completely different, but memes are like, they're almost like a different medium, even though they are a joke. They're also like political cartoons. They're supposed to make a statement. They're like thought provoking, right? And I don't even remember what happened, right? But when I was in high school, there was like this Turkish ambassador or something that just got like shot right in the fucking face on like TV or a, a broadcast or something. And within the hour, there were memes circulating on Facebook about this dude getting shot in the head. And I was like, damn, bro, like, you know, is this like... Is this really what we're doing? Like, is this man is just a joke now for something that's not even his fault? Like, he just got shot. And he's a joke now. And here's the thing. Our generation, if you're my age, if you're 20-something years old, hell, if you're a little younger than me, if you're younger than me, probably worse off than my generation. When I was, like, a kid, there wasn't, like, the internet or anything, right? But by the time I was, like, in middle school, if you didn't have a Facebook, you were a fucking loser, you know, it, it was like a race. Like I remember, I remember there were like kids in elementary school when I was a kid that had like razor flip phones and like, bro, those kids were like the epitome of cool. And also like you thought they were rich kids. Cause like who the fuck can afford a cell phone, especially for their kid. I remember like riding the bus one time and this chick had a touchscreen cell phone. And the background was, like, uh, water with fish, and if you hit it, the it would, like, ripple. And that's, like, I would just touch it, like, this is the coolest thing ever. When I got an iPod Touch, it it blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? There's no buttons? The whole thing's a one giant button? It was, it blew my mind, you know? We've had this so long, and we've been connected to technology for so long. You know, even the internet in the early days, bro, I remember kids going on like uh, like BME Pain Olympics and watching people like, you know, chop their nuts off and like uh, fucking uh, like dudes sitting on like glass jars and it breaking in their assholes. All kinds of gory, crazy videos you could find on the internet. So as we grew up with the internet, we just became desensitized to all this violence and and gore, and then there's, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not trying to make the arguments of, like, video games, but I'm saying, like, video games were part of it, too, they were playing fucking Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops, were tomahawking, quickscoping the shit out of people, only focusing on headshots, you know, there's all these things that we saw and we understood it, I don't think any of us learned to process emotions properly due to all these things, so I think you have a bunch of people who are, like, 20 years old, 25, 30 years old, that don't know how to process, like, emotions, so they immediately just defer to, like, humor. Like, I think when people, and let's be honest here, I don't know if anyone personally knows someone who makes memes. You know what I mean? I think these are special kinds of people. They're like the, they're like the Shakespeare's of our day. You know how there's that theory that Shakespeare wasn't one dude, it was like a, a pen name for a bunch of writers, um, just so it could be, like, I don't know the reason, actually, but there's a theory that, like, Shakespeare wasn't a person. It was, like, a, it was a group of people who used a pen name. And, um, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's actually made a meme. And I don't mean, like, these people on Facebook that, like, screenshot a meme 
and then scribble over it and write something else like ha 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 I'm so creative that's not making a meme that's per- that's plagiarism and you should go to jail you should be shot in your left kneecap with a BB gun uh, like 20 times I think that'd be a fair punishment but I've never met someone who makes an actual meme but I feel people who like run meme pages people who actually photoshop these things and put them together I feel like they're just trying to deal with the world the only way they know how and that's to make other people laugh and maybe find a bit of humor out of it. Um, but, you know, people were making making all this fuss about, you know, if you're laughing at this trial, if this trial is entertainment to you, you're part of the problem. Here's what I'm going to say. Everything these days is entertainment. People have been making memes about the war in Ukraine. I would argue the war in Ukraine and the amount of people who are dying and, and buildings and homes that are being destroyed and people who are displaced now across the globe who might never go back to their homeland, I think that's more important than uh, memes about uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I might even argue that's more important than, like, first world domestic uh, violence, you know? Not that domestic violence isn't a problem. I'm just saying, like, if people are making memes about a legitimate war of, like, people being bombed in their houses and apartment buildings and their whole fucking homeland being invaded in 2022, people are going to make jokes about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp beating the shit out of each other, you know? That doesn't mean I condone it. I'm just saying, like, people will make memes about anything. People are making memes about formula shortages, you know? Like, fucking people can't, like, find fucking shit to feed their newborn children. You know, people are making jokes about that. Probably because they don't know how to deal with it. Probably because they can't fathom the idea of one, having a child, I can't, two, having a child and not being able to find, like, I don't know about breastfeeding and shit like that, but I'm sure if you can't do it, you need formula, if you can't get baby formula, that's a problem, babies can't eat much, they're, they're young humans, and they can't eat solid foods, because they don't have no teeth, okay, but if you are a person who can't fathom that, the way you might cope with that might be making a joke about it. Might be making a little meme about it. You know, might be making a little jokey joke on the internet so you and all your friends who also don't have a clue of how to process things can go, ha ha ha, that's fucked. That's super fucked up. I find that when I get sent, well, I got a buddy in Chicago. His name's Tito. This man's will send me some crazy ass shit. And all I ever know how to say is, that's fucked. Because that's all I can think. It's like, what the fuck is going on? How is this happening? So if you're one of these people that's offended and you're mad, you ever watch the Kardashians? Do you watch anything entertaining? Well, if so, I'm sure I could I'm sure I can nitpick that apart, right? With the Kardashians for sure, right? Like I think one of the Kardashians got just got in trouble because um uh one of her uh what was it? One of her photos was like um it was like photoshopped or something and there's a really good argument I've heard of like Oh, so you guys all spent millions of dollars to change your facial structure and your body types to then Photoshop those pictures even more to cause this whole uh, mass hysteria of like women wanting to attain that body image. And then you turn around and you use that excuse of like, well, we have to keep you invented the body image. You are the thing people want to live up to. So why are you now using that as a scapegoat when you used it to make billions of dollars? selling fucking, I don't know, bullshit makeup and watching you yell at each other on TV while you guys all marry people who are just as rich and more talented than you'll ever be. 
what are we talking about here? I could find a reason to be mad at any meme, at any joke, at any entertainment in the world. Here's the thing. When you do that, you know what's going to happen? The world's going to become one big wet blanket. It's going to be boring and dull and not fun and uncomfortable for everyone in it. And that's not good. And I don't want to be a part of that. So knock it off, you know? This is a warning. Knock it off or I'll keep coming at you. I'll come at you until I get canceled and then I'll come again and I'll get canceled. I'm like Michael Scott when he left Dunder Mifflin. Michael Scott Paper Company. You don't like that one? I got I got another name. So they go, Michael. He's like, that's one of them. I'll do this all day. If you destroy this company, I'll make another company. And if you destroy that company, I'll make another company. I will do this until the cows come home. And I don't even have any cows. So it's going to be a long fucking day until they come home. But yeah, I don't get it. Everybody wants to be mad about something. And I get that. I'm, I'm mad all the time. I'm mad at an NM... Oh, fuck. God damn it, I fucked that up. It sounded like that fucking fish. See, anemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonem
And I'm not saying they don't have problems. I'm not saying that domestic violence isn't a problem between them. I'm saying they have more than enough money and resources to deal with this. We should be able to watch it and laugh at it and have our own opinions. Us at the bottom, us fucking peasants, the poor, uh, we should definitely be allowed to look at that and be like, wow, look at these motherfuckers. That's crazy. You know, it's almost like somebody said about Will Smith and Chris Rock. If you like, if you're one of those people that had an opinion, like, wow, this is so stupid. Look at these fucking billionaires slapping each other over words. If that was your only take, I'm perfectly fine with that because that's true. We should be allowed to look at this and it'd be entertaining. You know, it is. It is entertaining that these two multi-millionaires who have more money than anyone could ever spend in their lifetime are, you know, basically like they're basically back in drama class. Like who can convince this court and all these people I'm right. And Amber Heard lost. Uh, she is a rookie compared to Johnny Depp. Maybe Johnny Depp is lying about everything, right? Prove it. It's like Tom Cruise said in, um, or no, it's like, uh, it's like Jamie Foxx said in law abiding citizen. It's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove in court. So let's say Amber Heard knows more than we all do. She couldn't prove it in court. Neither could her dog shit lawyer. You know, I've said this before. Amber Heard's lawyer and the prosecution against Kyle Rittenhouse, the worst legal performances I've ever seen in my life. In my life. You know? And that's what that's what you get. You know? It is it is about what you can prove and convey to people in court. The the public opinion, that's a whole different ballgame. But my point is when you really think about it. It is entertaining. And here's the thing. I just shit on the Kardashians like two minutes ago, right? I don't know how many of you know who Barstool Sports is. I don't know how much you follow it. I've been following it for a fair amount of years now. Three, four years. I know a lot of the co-workers. I know a lot of the history. I just hit some shit on my table. I know a lot about that company. I know the people who are in it. I used to watch these vlogs they did. I follow them on Twitter. Well, there was some drama involved and I'm not going to get into it because I don't think it's I don't think it's important unless you really follow them and it's too much to ever explain for it to be interesting but what I am going to say is there was something interesting that happened between like two three people and then multiple people at this company all got involved they were all tweeting and they were going on podcasts and interviews and all this shit talking about it and one of the guys had a really good take I don't want to hear anyone say the Kardashians is stupid because if you think that's stupid, you're literally watching, like, bloggers and people who work for a company all debate each other over, like, two people who used to be in a relationship. Like, of course you're going to find it entertaining if you're into it. If you support something and you follow it, you're going to like drama. And the reason we like drama is it's, like, it's the purest form of conflict. There is a pro There's a problem on each end. These two people are going to talk it out, fight about it, and there's going to be maybe a resolution, maybe not. But the thing is, is that it's real. That's the reason, like, reality TV got so popular. Even though that shit's not real. And it's kind of why people like watching YouTubers and streamers and podcasts more than, like, television and shit these days. Is you get to see real reactions. You get to see real conflicts. You get to see real people give their real reactions in real time. It's fascinating. You can't write human dialogue. You know, you can write a story, you can write a TV show, but you can't really write what happens between two people, what they think, what they'll say. You know, I've, I've watched some crazy ass podcasts where like crazy things happen that you're literally like, no one could write that. Only like the human experience could produce this. And um, yeah, I think people just keep forgetting that. And I think people keep wanting 
people are too like attached to the idea of like like too many people have like main character syndrome where they think that their life should be like a fucking anime or TV show and that's not the case. You just kind of have to fucking participate. And some people take that participation way too far, but you know, that's on them. But yeah, there's a lot of main character syndrome around here. People giving out takes that make absolutely no sense, but they have no fucking understanding of the world. Uh, so they scream about it. And for a long time now, if you scream loud enough, a bunch of people will say you're right because they don't want to listen to you scream anymore. And they're afraid that you're going to get other people to scream at them. I'm not one of those people. Fuck you. I'll scream back. We can scream at each other all day long. I got nothing to do. I'm off till fucking Sunday night at 10 o'clock. I ain't got shit to do. I'll be hanging out, playing Rocket League. Uh, you know, drinking some Trulies and like White Claws or High Noons or something. I got to get back on like the healthy beer. You know, the seltzes, the seltzes, you know, um, yeah, man, beer and bread been making me fat. How crazy is that? 30 minutes later, I'm talking about how fat I am again. Leave your opinions. Uh, does fat shaming work? I think it does. (laughs) Yeah, had a pretty good week. And, um, another thing I want to talk my shit about and this is just a nitpick, but the comic book store I go to, I guess there's some, like, Megacon convention in Orlando, which is, like, comics and anime people, and fucking Ralph Macchio's gonna be there, the Karate Kid. I would've loved to went and seen Ralph Macchio, but uh, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it. The tickets were decently priced, but with the price of gas driving all the way up to Orlando and back, like, it's gonna cost me so much money, and I'm not gonna be able to buy anything there, and, uh, it just wouldn't have been a... F- I- it would have been fun, but it would have also been like me dealing with a. I, I don't know if I could deal with like over a hundred thousand people either. I think my anxiety might act up. I might get a little too angry and antsy, and um, I don't know if I'm a convention kind of guy. I'd love to go, but I don't know if it's for me. Um, but anyways, my comic book store is going there to set up some booths, uh, and they're a small business, and I love to support them. But I went in the fucking comic book store the other day. Dude, the back room, and this, the the comic book store I go to is pretty massive. Like, it's, if you see it from the outside, it is, it's almost like fucking Narnia. Like, you see it from the outside, it's this corner store in like a, like a L, or like a, the half of a square, where like the two long lines meet. What's that called? The corner, corner joint? I forgot the math term for it, don't make fun of me, I went to fucking public school in Kentucky, alright? But it's like if it was an L, it would be the corner, the 90 degree angle. And you see like this shop, right? And you think that's pretty small since it's in like a corner, right? It's weird. This thing is like Narnia, bro. You go inside and there are like two giant ass rooms. One giant ass room is like where they play magic. And they have like card games and tournaments and shit like that. But that's like, like these craft tables, how far is that? It's like... Probably four to five foot tables, like enough for two people to sit across and have enough to like put all their cards. I don't know how to play magic, but I understand a little bit of it. There's probably like 20, 30 tables in there. And then the main store is pretty fucking big. They got like a bunch of card trading shit. They got like D&D figures that you can like paint and like they can sell like die there, like dice. And um, then they have a bunch of like board games and like crazy shit. Like then you go to the other half of that and it's like... 
all the new comics that come out each week and then like trade paperbacks and then like collectibles and mangas and all kinds of shit. Then you go in the back bag and it is like 200,000 issues of comics in long boxes all around the, the walls. And then there's a giant mural, 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 whatever. It's a giant painting of Bender from Futurama. And then like a basketball hoop, like this used to be a community center or some shit. It's fucking massive. When I went back there, they usually have like all kinds of like, uh, giant shelves i mean like probably like fuck i'm short so like 10 12 foot i can't even reach the top shelf it's that is that tall of a shelf and then you had like eight or nine of these 10 of them they're all fucking gone it's just a big empty open room now and i was kind of sad i was like damn you know I, I really want them to go make money so they stay in business but like you know I wanted to spend my money. Why do I want to take my money? But it's okay. I got plenty of stuff on hold that I need to pick up anyway. So it's not a big deal. I'll I'll survive. You know, I need to stop spending so much money at the comic book store anyway. But, you know, it was crazy. I was like, what the fuck, man? Y'all couldn't leave a couple shelves? Y'all had to take a ball? They take all these shelves? But good for them. And, uh, yeah, man. It's crazy. It's super crazy. Mmm. I've been meaning to talk about this, and I just had a had a brain blast. Shout out to Jimmy Neutron, baby. Had a fucking brain blast. My comic book store, right? They have a Facebook page. If you follow me on Facebook, it's like the only thing I post. And to be honest, I only share it because if you share the live stream sales, you get a chance of winning a $25 gift card. So that's really the only reason I share it. I just want that free comic book money, baby. But anyways... If you follow me on there, I don't post a whole lot. I maybe comment on some posts. I maybe like some memes, but I don't post anything. I post the podcast, and I share these comic book sales. Now, once again, I love my comic book store. I would never, ever ride against them. I'm a rider. I follow them. I'm, I'm a shooter for them. You know, I fuck with them. But I have a problem. They do live sales on Facebook, and I have an arch nemesis, and she doesn't even know where arch nemesis but I'm here to let her know. So they do live sales and how it works is they'll have, um, it's like, um, imagine like a whiteboard, but it's like cardboard and it'll be A, B, C, D, E, and F. And they're all in one frame and they'll put out different comic books or toys or pops, whatever on A, on B, on C. It's basically a live auction. First come first serve. If you comment, let's say they put out Batman, uh, uh Batman, Dark Knight's, uh, Death Metal number four on A, and you want to buy that comic, you put A Batman, A Death Metal. You comment what you want, and like first person to comment gets it. If they have like extra copies, they'll sell multiples, right? Now, for a long time, this was fun for me. It was something I could do. It was like going to an auction. Um, sometimes they do like $3 sales, you know, things will be discounted. Sometimes I go to expensive sales, whatever, right? It was just something I could do. Um, I don't go to work till like 10 o'clock, so when these things come on, it's like 7. It'll be like five to five to eight, seven to nine, seven to ten, all throughout the week. And it's something I can watch before work, something I could do before I go into work to ease my mind, start my day off, you know? And like I said, I get to support a local business. And then I'm not gonna say her last name. This fucking bitch. And I don't mean to be rude. She's a fucking bitch. She's an asshole. Her name is Tina. And I fucking hate Tina. Tina works from home, I believe, and this bitch types with the speed of fucking Hermes and Barry Allen combined. She either has, like, a direct connection to these lives, sometimes she'll type some shit that's not even out yet, 
Like, it's not even out on my screen. And she, like, has precognition. She knows where it's gonna be before they set it down. And this bitch buys fucking everything. There was one night they were doing, like, an overstock sale. And this bitch literally bought, I think, I'm not even kidding, every single book they put out for three hours. That is, like, and they're $3 a pop. That's literally thousands thousands of dollars and she does this with everything pops collectibles vintage toys comic books mangas any fucking thing they sell she buys now i know what you're saying dave you're just being a whiny little bitch you're just you're being butthurt you're being salty that she's beating you to what you want and you're not really um you're not really you know upset with her you're just mad you didn't get it that's not true that's not true at all I'm totally fine with this business making money, and I'm totally fine with her beating me to the punch. However, I think that this is not good for them in the long term, because guess what I stopped doing? I'm the type of guy to go, well, fuck this bitch, she buys everything, guess I'm not showing up to these sales anymore. I'll tell you what, I've watched some of them ever since. The numbers? Looking a little low. Looking a little low compared to before. Compared to last time, numbers are less now. So, let's let's just be honest here. What they need to do is just before the sale, tell Tina everything they have, let her buy what she wants, and then do a live sale so other people have a chance to buy something. Literally, man, they put up like, um, I don't know how many people know what I'm talking about because I don't know if you go to like vintage stores or like comic book stores, but they have like little keychain, they're called like blind boxes where it'll be like uh, seven, six keychains in a, in a set, and each, each bag and box is, like, blacked out, so you can't see which one it is until you open it, and it's, like, a novelty thing, you buy it for five bucks and hope you get the one you want, uh, things like that, they put up displays with, like, it's, like, a display you order to sell, it's got, like, 30 quantity in them, she buys the whole thing, including the display, how is that fun for anybody else in the chat, she bought every single one of them, so you have no chance at getting anything, and they're all gone now, Oh, you wanted one? Too bad. And listen, I'm on the side of the small business as well. If you got somebody willing to buy all your shit wholesale every time at retail prices, sell it to them. That person is a chump. If she's trying to resell this shit, she's an idiot. Or the people who buy from her are bigger idiots than her. Because she's not getting this shit for like a wholesale price where she can make money off of it. She's buying this shit for retail. So she's reselling this shit. I don't know who she's selling to. She's selling to fucking idiots is who she's selling to. So... Listen, I get the I get both sides of this, right? She should have the right to buy it, and they should definitely sell it to somebody who's going to buy it every time. But here's the thing. It ruins it for everybody else. And I guess the part that bothers me is I couldn't imagine being that person, bro. Like, imagine buying everything every time. I don't know. It's just pure, like, selfishness, you know? And that's fine. Like, more power to her. If she's got the money to spend... Like, this bitch, I don't know what she does. I think she's just, she's got to be a retired millionaire, billionaire, bro. I don't know. The amount of money she spends on this shit, like, I just looked at my comic book collection. I've probably spent, if I totaled all my comic stuff, it's probably a few grand. If I count, like, my graded books, all my overstock, and even all my pops, it's a few grand, right? I've put a lot of money and time into this collection I've had. And I have some really cool shit. I have some nice shit. And I have a lot of filler shit. This bitch puts my shit to shame. This is probably a corner 
not even. This is like uh this is like a little cabinet in her house. I don't know if she has a warehouse that she just wants to fill with shit so when she dies, she, like people can pick through it. I don't know, but my point is that it ruins it for everybody else. I've seen people specifically ask for things and then, you know, she buys it all. And maybe that's on them for not like giving it to the other people. But there was one time like I wanted something they put out and she commented first and then another person commented and then I commented. So they gave her the first one, then they found another one, which goes to the second person, right? This bitch Tina commented and was like, if, if the second person doesn't want that, I'd like it. What do you need two for? She bought the special glow-in-the-dark edition, then they found, like, the cheap baby edition, which I was like, I'll definitely take the cheaper one. I don't give a fuck. She's like, no, I want that too. I need both of them. I need all this shit in this live sale. And it just pisses me off. It's like, bro, you are ruining this shit for other people. I show up here to have some fun, see some people in the chat, hear some jokes, learn some things about some comics, spend some money, and you're in here buying every goddamn thing. It's not fun. And there's other people in chat that have, like, no problem. They're best friends with her. I'm like, how? How are you friends with somebody that does that? It's rude. It is inconsiderate, I guess. Of, like... On both ends. I think it's inconsiderate of her to, like, constantly buy everything so nobody... Because she, she like, has it... Most people, I think, watch these on their phones on Facebook. I think she has a computer up and she's typing on a keyboard. Which, like, if you type for a living or you do a lot of computer work, you're going to be way faster at typing than I am on a phone. Also, I think you have better connection on, like, a, like a home computer than you would on your cell phone over Wi-Fi, you know? So she has multiple advantages... And she buys everything. So, it's like I said, I think they need to just sell everything to Tina. If I was this business, I would just stop doing the live sales. I would just hit up Tina every day of the week uh, with a bunch of shit to buy. I would just live stream. I would just FaceTime her. Just show her the whole store. Have her buy everything and do it every week. Um, But yeah, fuck Tina. If you ever hear this, I fucking don't like you. I won't say I hate you because I, I don't even know who you are as a person. But I'll say I don't fucking like you and you're fucking annoying. And you buy literally everything. And I don't like that. I don't like that you ruin things for other people. Uh, and I don't like that people let you get away with it. And I've seen people. <laughs> this one fool was my spirit animal one night in chat. He goes, yo, do you like give this to charity or you just buy all the shit for yourself? Or like, what's good? She just ignored it. Just ignored the question, which is why I don't fucking like you, Tina. Be transparent. If you're like, yo, I'm a greedy fucking bastard and I want all this shit for myself. So all you fucking motherfuckers can't have it. I want all this so I can say I have it and you don't. I'd be like, well, that she's a douchebag, but that's pretty transparent. So I kind of respect it. But when you don't answer it, when you hide behind your keyboard and you buy every fucking item they put up, I don't like you. I hope No, I'm not going to wish that because then it'll happen to me. I fucking wish that I could say something and not believe in karma, but I'll just say this. I hope something happens to all your collectibles, Tina. That doesn't have to be bad. I just said something. So karma don't come after me. I was kind of nice, but fuck Tina. Fuck all her shit she buys. And uh, yeah, I don't go to those live sales anymore. So they lost a customer, but I come in every week anyway. But yeah, fuck Tina and fuck people like Tina. And if you're a Tina, fuck you. You know, but, um, that's kind of it. Um, I have something in the works for this weekend for the pod. Uh, it should be fucking awesome. It's something I've been trying to do for a while and, uh, I'm not going to let the cat out the bag. So the cat is in the bag and you will see when it jumps out the bag next Friday. Uh, weekly recommendation. Um, I've been playing this game 
It's called Elite Dangerous. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's like a space game. Actually, I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not going to recommend that game because it's fucking inferior. I don't even know how to play it yet. I don't know what I was thinking right there. I wanted to be nice to this game, but it's fucking hard. Let me turn around. What can I see in my general... Uh, that'll do. I'm gonna recommend you. Um, I just watched. <laughs> I just looked over here. Just picked something off my shelf to recommend. I'm gonna recommend you watch some UFC. I've been watching the UFC for about I don't know eight years now. Since like right before Conor McGregor got popular. So like. 2014, 2015-ish, I've been watching the UFC, but I've, I've, I've seen the UFC even before that as a kid growing up, I always thought it was really cool, like Anderson Silva, the Diaz brothers, BJ Penn, uh, you know, the Iceman, uh, Chuck Liddell, GSP was always a favorite growing up, I really like GSP, um, but the UFC is great, I think it's one of the best things you could watch, I don't keep up with a lot of sports, I watch... You know, I watch football because I'm an American. I try to watch baseball because, like I said, I think it's super American. It's America's pastime. Um, I'll watch hockey if it's on. I think hockey's dope. But, you know, I follow the Raiders just because I feel like I have to. Because, like, if you're, like, you got to be a football person. Football's kind of dope. you got to watch football. But as far as, like, really following the sport and diving into the new talent, keeping up with all the stuff that happens with it, the UFC is probably my favorite sport, hands down. I followed it for a while. I kind of fell off for about a year after my buddy Trevin moved because we used to go watch the fights almost every fucking, almost every month. We'd go catch a fight at Hooters and make a whole night out of it. And ever since he left, I got a little sad and stopped doing it. Um, but, you know, uh, I definitely recommend you watch the UFC. There's tons of ways to watch it. Even if you don't have a bunch of money, if you get what I'm saying, you can watch it without money. You know, there are ways to do that. Wink, wink. Um, and yeah, you should watch it because it's really good. I think that the reason I like the UFC is I think every other sport is a metaphor for fighting. You know, guys in basketball, they're like, oh, I'll dunk on you. I'll break your ankles. Guys in football are like, give me that ball. And the other guy's like, no, I'm going to run it this way. And you're like, well, if you do that, I'm going to hit you so you don't run that ball. The other guy's like, well, if you try to hit me, I'm going to try to run through you so you can't hit me. And, you know, like tennis, hockey. Hockey is one of the few sports that's like, okay, you guys are playing a game. But, like, what you really want to do is fight each other. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fight each other for a few minutes. After, you're going to have to go take a timeout. You're going to have to go sit in the corner and think about what you did. But then you can come back out. If you do it too much, though, you got to go for the rest of the game. But, yeah, hockey is, like, one of the few sports. It's like, you know what? I think, like, bro, imagine how much better, like, regular sports would be. Like, bro, imagine, like, if LeBron and who's, like, another hothead. Dude, imagine if just, like, in the middle of a game, LeBron and DeMarcus Cousins could throw hands. I would pay... I'd be a season ticket holder. That would be fucking awesome, bro. Lift LeBron, who's a specimen. He's, like, 7 foot tall and 250 of muscle. I mean, he's a little bit older now. Imagine, like, a prime LeBron and, like, a prime Kevin Garnett throwing hands. Just in the middle of a game, and they just have to go sit in a box. And then it's 4v4 basketball. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Don't even lie to yourself. It'd be fucking amazing and you'd love it. But yeah, it's all just a metaphor for fighting. So fighting is the purest form of combat. I want to beat you. And the other guy's like, oh, I want to beat you. And they're like, okay, let's fucking fight about it. And there'll be a winner and a loser. 
And I honestly think, for the most part, there's more good sportsmanship within fighting than there is in any other sport. Because you could say, like, give respect to the other team, but, like, man, I've seen some of these guys, like, really, like, they don't just, like, hug each other, bro. Like, some of these guys, like, give, like, Hallmark, like, Oscar-level touching moment hugs after they share that time. To, like, when I hear UFC fighters talk about it, it's like... It's almost like they're talking about sex, bro. They're like, yeah, we, we shared that moment, that time together. Uh, and that's like something you can't ever change. And like once you do that with a person, you're forever like in, in respect of them. Like these guys will absolutely demolish each other. Like some of the best fights I've ever seen. Like Robbie Lawler and um, fuck, what's that British fucker's name? Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald. They have one of the best fights I've ever seen, and those guys were, like, super good friends, like, afterwards, and it was fucking brutal to watch, man. Um, even, uh, Calvin Cater and, um, fuck, some Russian guy, I forgot his name, they just had some, uh, it was Giga, Giga something, not Giga Chad, but, um, Calvin Cater and this Giga guy just had a fight where they absolutely demolished each other, and afterwards they were, like, fucking taking pictures together. Um, it's just a great sport to watch. It's super entertaining. The buildups are funny. And, um, yeah, I just think it's the, it's the best combat sport in the world. Boxing sucks. Uh, there's other, like, MMA shit, but, like, UFC has the best fights, the best fighters, the best content, and it's great. And, like I said, there are ways to watch it without paying for the card. Uh, not that I condone that, but I'm just saying they're out there. I'm just pointing out the obvious. You could do it if you wanted to, you know? Um, but yeah, watch it out, check it out. Uh, even go on YouTube. If you go on YouTube, you can type in, um, free UFC fights. Every time they do like a card, they'll put up a few free fights that you can watch. If you want me to recommend one, I would recommend, I just watched this the other day, Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. One of the best fights I've ever seen. It's three rounds of nonstop action. It's fucking intense, and it's amazing. You can check it out for free on YouTube. And, yeah, check out some UFC. And, as always, uh, don't forget to follow me on Spotify. Share this um, with... You know what? When you're at a red light this week, and you're listening to this in your car, I want you to flag down the other person, and I want you to tell them to follow just last week on Spotify and listen to the latest episode on their way to work or on their way home. I want you to do it. Flag them down. Tell them to subscribe. Tell them to rate the show something out of five stars. Do it. Just do it. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. But yeah, as always, I'll see you next week. Follow me. Uh, don't follow me. Do whatever you want. Send me an email, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. I swear to God, the first person to send me an email, first fan to interact with me through that Gmail account, you're going to go down in the record books. I will put your fucking name on a plaque, and I will hang it up. And then this, when this fucking podcast becomes huge, you can be like, that's me. That's me in the in the shot. I'll, ha- I'll always have that plaque in camera frame. I swear to God, you have my word. Because I'm that, I wouldn't say desperate. I just like, I'm eager to interact with a fan, and I want like I want that interaction, you know? I want it. I want it. So yeah, become that fan. Just last week, podcast at gmail.com. Become that, become that person on the plaque. Become the first. It's like the first, like when people get a dollar bill at their business and they keep that first dollar. You know that person didn't buy shit for a dollar. They just wanted good faith. It was a good faith measure. Be that measure of good faith. Just last week, podcast at gmail.com. If you know me personally, hit me up Facebook, Snapchat, my cell phone, whatever you want to do. And as always, I appreciate you listening if you made it this far. And, uh... 
can't wait to see you next week when we break records. When we do a record-breaking episode for the first time ever. <laughs>